This is the Cent Sensei podcast, where we help you make sense of investments and financial markets, where we help you make sensible financial choices. I am your host, Ndwati Karanja. A few weeks ago, my mother sent me a document on WhatsApp. It was a brochure about investing in uh, palm trees, palm trees that are used to make palm oil that is used in vegetable oil. And uh, what she wanted to know was whether that was a good investment for her investment groups. And uh, I realized that over the years, a lot of people, individuals and also investment groups have asked me about different types of investments, have asked me to evaluate investments for them and uh, investment groups are powerful tools for building wealth however without that clarity without knowing how to go about selecting an investment it uh, it might not achieve the purpose that it was created for over the years i've uh, realized that for your investment group or your charmer to be successful you need to run it the way major organizations run their investments for example if a major university receives a huge amount of money and uh, they need to invest it they usually have a document that is going to guide that process and that document is called an investment policy statement in this uh, episode we are going to talk about how your chama or your investment group is going to go about creating an investment policy statement and uh, these lessons are not just uh, useful for an investment group but they're also useful for you as an individual when you're going about uh, deciding what you want to invest in you definitely are going to need an investment policy statement an investment policy statement is made up of three major areas which are who is responsible for what what will you invest and finally how will you manage risks let us start off with the first one who is responsible for what without clarity of who is responsible for creating this document who is responsible for executing it and who is responsible for making sure that it is executed uh, correctly you are going to end up with a dead investment plan which is uh, what an investment policy statement is it is a plan and it reminds me of a story i once had where a group of uh, counselors or is it mcas from nairobi went to a south american country and the purpose of that visit was for them to learn from that South American country on how to operate a city bus system. And when they got there, those people in that country actually told them that the plan that they were using for their city was actually a plan that had been created for Nairobi back in the 70s or 80s. However, that plan has just had just stayed dormant in Nairobi while in this other country it had been implemented. That is uh, what it means to have a dead plan. You can have the best possible laid out plan. However, if you don't have a means of making sure that it is implemented and making sure that it is implemented correctly, then you end up with a plan that is not functional and you're not going to achieve the goals that that plan had. To make sure that you don't have a dead plan, you need to think about who is going to be taking the different roles in that plan that you're going to have. And when it comes to an investment uh, 
policy statement, you need to be clear on who is going to be responsible for creating that plan and then who is going to be responsible for, for periodically updating it. You can decide that you as a group are, are going to do it together and you, the way you're, you're going to be deciding what to put in the plan and what not to put in it is uh, through a vote or something like that. Then you need to think about who is going to help you execute that plan. Going back to that example of uh, my mother asking me for advice on whether they should invest in a palm oil business, you realize that you need people to give you advice. You need, for example, stockbrokers. You need uh, agents, uh, for example, uh, insurance and stuff like that. Therefore, you need to start thinking about these uh, people who are going to be giving you advice, who are going to be actually executing uh, that plan for you if, uh, if you need someone from the outside. And then the final thing that you need to do is decide who is going to be responsible for ensuring that that plan is executed according to what you want as a group. You need someone who can engage with these external people that uh, you, you, you might hire. You need someone who is going to be giving the group periodic updates on what has been done and what uh, is pending to be done. Therefore, those are the things that you need to have at the very start of your investment policy statement. Who is going to be responsible for updating the plan? Who is going to be responsible for executing the different parts of the plan? And finally, who is going to be monitoring that plan and making sure that it has been executed correctly? Like uh, some conversations in marriages, having this conversation about who is responsible for what before you start investing is going to save you as a group a lot of heartache later. And once you have the, the responsibilities uh, figured out, the next thing that you need to figure out is the actual investments that you're going to go into. That brings us to the second section of the investment policy statement. You need to be clear on what you're going to invest in beforehand. Something that you always need to bear in mind when it comes to investing is that being open to invest in anything means that you are not ready to invest in anything. Let me explain using an example. In uh, in that, in that book, Alice in Wonderland, there is a point where Alice gets to roads that are, that are forking and uh, she sees a cat there and asks the cat, which way should I go? And the as cat asks Alice, which way do you want to go? And uh, Alice says, uh, I, I don't much uh, care which uh, direction I, 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 I should go. Then the cat says, then it doesn't matter which direction you go. As long as you do not have a specific point where you're going, then any type of uh, approach would work. And that is how investments work. As long as you do not have a goal that you're working towards, as long as you do not have objectives that are at the forefront of your mind, you'll, you'll, you'll find that it is going to be difficult for you to evaluate any investments because you, there's no way of eliminating them and therefore th that is why this is the second section of your investment policy statement first of all decide what are the objectives that your group has when it comes to investing what are your goals what are you trying 
to achieve do you want a certain amount of money at a certain point do you want a certain uh, rate of uh, return what exactly do you want to achieve with that group then the next thing is you start based on those objectives you start deciding what are the legitimate investments that you are going to be considering in future and one thing that can help you in deciding what you're going to invest in is what all of you as a group know for example if there's someone who knows uh, something about uh, investing in bonds then you can decide that investing in bonds is going to be acceptable if there is someone who is uh, has some knowledge when it comes to agriculture and uh, growing stuff then you can consider having uh, investments that involve palm oil or chicken or something like that or if you have access to people who can give you advice when it comes to those specific types of investments then you add them to this plan that you are going to have the reason that you do this is to make sure that you do not get carried away you don't find yourself investing in things that you do not understand which is always uh no no when it comes to investing and then the final thing that you need to consider in this section is what constraints do you have do you have a specific amount of money that you want at a, a specific um, uh, time in in the future that is a type of uh, constraint and uh, when you are when you're deciding what to invest in and uh, not to invest in then that that amount that uh, you hope to have in the future is going to be a consideration three things that you need to remember in this section what are your objectives what are the things that uh, what are the investments that you understand and that you can get good advice on that you're going to consider in future and finally what are the constraints that you have having this information will make the process of deciding what you're going to invest in and what you're not you're, you're going to pass very very easy in future and uh, you're pretty much done with your investment plan except for just one more section and this is the risk management the reason for this final section which is risk management is that nothing ever goes exactly as you have planned it let me demonstrate back in the 1900s early 1900s one of the best places to put your money in was in uh, the shares of uh, railway companies they would give you a very very good return and there is this story of a billionaire who when he died he had in his will that all his wealth would be invested in railway shares and that uh, his descendants would uh, be sustained by the returns that come from these investments however as time went by as the car picked up and other means of transport railway shares were not as uh, lucrative or attractive as they used to be and uh, his descendants over the years have watched those billions that he left slowly get dissipated as the shares of uh, railway companies went lower and lower therefore when it comes to your investments you need to approach them with that kind of mentality things are not going to go as planned and therefore you need to regularly monitor how your investments are performing and then if case uh, th th they are not doing what you uh, have expected 
you can move the money to another investment or if uh, the assumptions that you had at the beginning are not what they turn out to be then you can move your money and uh, in this section uh, there are again three questions that you need to ask yourself first of all how are you going to be measuring the performance of your investments for example if someone tells you that uh, this is the amount of money that you're going to be making from this palm oil investment how are you going to know whether that is uh, a, a good return you need a benchmark you need something that you can compare it to and uh, you might choose to decide that you're going to compare the return from that investment to the return that uh, the stock market give or something like that it is very important for you to have those benchmarks for each of the investments that you've decided that you're going to invest in to measure them against then the next thing that you need to think about is how are you going to measure the riskiness of an investment and one of the ways that you measure the riskiness of an investment is how much the price fluctuates if the price for example in a year fluctuates a lot then you know that that is a risky investment again going back to that uh, palm oil investment typically for agricultural products they usually don't have quite stable prices it keeps fluctuating up and down and therefore that is what makes investing in agricultural businesses to have a degree of risk that fluctuation in prices and when you have an idea of the range that uh, the prices fluctuate then you can compare how risky one investment is against another and finally in this section you need to think about the process that you're going to use to make changes to your investment for example if something is not what uh, you expected it to be how are you going to go about it as a group to fix that situation you need to be clear on these things beforehand so that you're not carried away by fear or greed in the heat of the moment let me conclude before you invest as a group or even as an individual there are things that you need to first of all figure out there are things that you need to put in this investment policy statement first of all you need to know who is responsible at the different stages of the investment process of creating this investment plan then you need to base your investments on your goals and uh, decide what exactly because of those goals what exactly are you going to invest in and what you are you going to avoid finally you need to know how you will know you are on track and what you will do when you are not if you haven't had these conversations as a group i hope that you're going to plan to do so as soon as possible Abraham Lincoln said that if he's given six hours to chop down a tree, he's going to spend the first four hours sharpening his axe. The time that you spend working on an investment policy statement is you taking your time to sharpen your axe. And once you have that plan in place, it becomes much, much easier for you as a group to make investment decisions. And you'll find that over time, you're going to be much more successful. This has been the Sense Sensei podcast. We release new episodes on Wednesdays and Fridays. Please subscribe and leave a comment on your favorite podcast provider. I am Ndwati Karanja. Until next time.